0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. That got really loud really quick. I want to uh, preach on the thought, liberty living. Liberty living. That sounded better when it was written down than when I said it out loud, but uh, living in the liberty uh, wherein Christ has set us free. Uh, liberty living, uh, Colossians chapter 3, and let's just begin by reading the first four verses tonight, and it's um, and getting to a very practical section of the book of Colossians. Colossians 3 verse 1, the Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things uh, on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Up to this point in the book of Colossians, there's been a lot of emphasis on what Christianity is not. And it is funny sometimes, I don't know if you've ever heard a preacher do this, maybe you've heard me do it before, but have you ever heard somebody talk so much about what something isn't, they never tell you what it is? Well, he's about to tell us what the Christian life is really all about. There's been a lot about what the Christian life isn't, but he's going to tell us, starting in verses uh, 1 of chapter 3, all the way through the end of the book, pretty much, what Christianity is. So the teaching has been very doctrinal up to this point. But not only are we to declare, we're to declare the faith, declare the Word of God, we're to defend the faith, But what we're going to learn in these passages tonight is we're also to demonstrate our faith. And it's it's not just about defending and about declaring, but it's also demonstrating the faith in our lives. Paul exposed some of the errors of the false teachers, and one of those that that we ended on was legalism. We were talking about that legalism, the, the idea, of course, The traditional idea of legalism is is what? What, what, How would you describe legalism? If somebody asked you, what is legalism? What would you say? Yeah, works to get to heaven, which would be unbiblical rules. Yeah, the idea that works get you to heaven. I mean, uh, religious works, whether it's baptism, whether it's church membership, whether it's, you know, the keeping of the law. The idea that you have to do certain things, check certain boxes in order to get to heaven. Now, what was one of the big reasons we know that that's false? Amen. Somebody said Jesus, but I mean, any, I mean that, that does answer the question. But Titus 3, 5, uh, Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration or renewing of the Holy Ghost, but it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Uh, for by grace are you saved through faith. In other words, Jesus did it all. And it's absolutely ridiculous to think that Jesus gave, Jesus gave his very best. God the Father gave his very best. And it is absolutely an insult to try to add anything to that. God did it all, whether it be baptism, whether it be giving, whether it be some kind of religious ceremonies, rites, or rituals. Uh, but, that, but, that's, but that's correct. That, that's a good answer for legalism. And there's people around us that are plagued by legalism. They think because of what they do or what they do not do, that that's going to be what earns their way into heaven. But folks, here's the good, the good news is this. Jesus already paid the, the price in full. Amen. And well, all you must do is accept and receive the free gift of salvation. And if you haven't done so, I want to encourage you to do that tonight. Receive the gift of salvation. Uh, receive Christ as Savior. But the Colossians' form of legalism... Uh, The Colossian form of legalism was a little bit different. You remember the distinction that we made with the Colossian form of legalism? It's something that we're, we're a little bit more familiar with. They didn't teach so much. Those false teachers weren't teaching that you had to do good works and keep the law in this regard in order to be saved. They just said it'll make you more spiritual so that if you can do more than your brother and sister are doing, then you can be more spiritual than the other folks in the church. Uh, but you had to do the things that they said to do and namely keep the law. But there were some other things that went along with that. But so uh, among the errors of the false teachers was legalism in chapter two. Now embracing for us, we do not believe in legalism. We believe in liberty. But by embracing liberty, that does not mean that we are promoting license. When we, when we embrace Liberty over legalism, we aren't embracing license, which is just to say, oh, praise God, we're free in Christ, so I'm going to go live like an alley cat, you know. That's not the way it, it works. But what it is, liberty, liberty living, maybe if I say it enough it'll grow on me, liberty living is a loving dependence and a loyal disposition toward our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Christians are to live distinguished and, ex- and exceptional lives of devotion, holiness, and selflessness. The difference is motive. Why, if, if you're trying to live a certain way today, and as a, as a Christian, we ought, there is no doubt a certain way we ought to live, and that's what chapters 3 and 4 of Colossians are about. But why are we to live the way we're supposed to live? And how And the, uh, how about this one? A better question that I hope to answer tonight is not only why are we supposed to live uh, the, the way we live, but how is another one, and because that's the big one right there. How do we live the Christian life? But what, what we find out here is it's not from compulsion and conformity without. Not people trying to fit you into their mold. That's that's the idea of the legalism that was being promoted here. That's not what we're talking about. The, the motive should not be compulsion, somebody forcing you to do and live a certain way, and it should not be conformity to where you come in and you're just like, oh, okay, so this is the rules of this church, this is what I'm going to do, and we're just going to conform to that. And, 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 and you've seen it, some of you have seen it, I've seen it, to where if you can just simply conform to these things to do, you know, ways to look and then add some things not to do, you're good, you're spiritual now, Um, but that is not liberty in Christ, it is not about compulsion, it's not about uh, uh, conforming, but folks, it's about affection, appreciation and transformation from the inside out, that's what liberty is really all about transformation, appreciation, and uh, adoration from the inside out. And it's just worth noting here, I'll just say it quickly, but our country was based on this principle. Our country was based on the principle. When we were trying to declare independence from England from Great Britain we were not saying we want to live like a bunch of you know we just want to be this crazy rebellious wicked country Uh, what you know which is kind of what you saw in France it was a totally different thing wasn't it what you saw in the French Revolution versus the American Revolution. And that's a good contrast because that's how some people picture liberty. They picture it like the French Revolution, but it's, uh, the, the American Revolution was different because it was based on these biblical principles. And one of the interesting things it was really based on, I like what, the way John Adams said it, was this, the third president. He said, Our Constitution was made only... We'll see the second president. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Uh, so, so it was made for a religious people, a, a moral people, John Adams said. See, there are some Christians, when we talk about living, so declaring the faith, defending the faith. We should be doing both. And there's a lot of Christians, man, that will... <laughs> we've been talking about this a lot lately. People like to fight sometimes. You ever notice that? And, and there, I know we got some fighters in here. Uh, but it's important that you find the right mountain to fight on. It's important that you find the right hill to die on, if you you will. Uh, But, you know, when it comes to the faith, there's Christians who are willing to defend the truth at the drop of a hat, but how are their lives matching up with that? The Bible says this in Titus 1.16. Now, this is... I'm an application from this verse, but it says they profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him. See, the Christian life really isn't... Christianity, in, in the true sense of the word, the biblical sense of the word, is not a set of beliefs. It isn't. It's not a set of beliefs. It's a trust in a Savior and then a change in behavior. It's, it's because we're walking with Him and His power is working through our lives. But man, we shoot ourselves in the foot. Have you ever, by the way, have you ever known Christians like that? Maybe you've been a Christian like that. A Christian who, man, they, 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 they'll witness to people and they'll argue and fight. Uh, but I mean, I remember we there was this dude at work. I think it's great that this dude carried a New Testament with him to work. It was wonderful. I think it was great that he read that New Testament on his breaks. I think that was great. Uh, some of the stands he took at work... He took a stand on, on some moral issues, on uh, you know, uh, homosexuality, things like that he would take in the workplace. Uh, he would do all these things. He was a, you know, probably a 50-some-year-old man or whatever. That's all good. But it's not good that you're flirting with 20-something-year-old girls. And uh, that's not good. So a lot of the things that he was doing and saying were right. But they were negated by the fact that he was coming across like a pervert. So it made it to where, or you know, you take somebody that just cannot control their temper, cannot control their mouth, cannot, what are these other things? And by the way, don't worry, I'm not trying to fuss tonight because the good news is what I get to encourage you about is how we're supposed to live, how we can, how can we possibly live? above the world how can we possibly live a life above our most base um, tendencies and instincts well, and that, that's what we're getting to in just a moment but uh, but, the, but the bottom line is this uh, they profess to know God but in works they deny him the incredible passage that we just read and that we're entering into explains how through all of sin's temptations that assail us from the outside You you see any sins assailing you, sins uh, drawing you away or trying to tempt you from the outside? We have them, don't they? They're all over the place. Uh, By the way, I encourage you know, I always think about the young folks. I try to, you know, someone once said, He that would avoid falling would avoid walking in slippery places. Be careful about walking in places where you're tempted. And guys, I don't know about you. The Lord convicted me. It was pretty. It was a pretty eye-opening thing. It was very helpful that it dawned on me some time ago that I like being tempted. And so sometimes I'd get myself in a place of temptation not because I would go into sin, but uh, and you could just chew on that a second. I could probably describe that better, but the bottom line is we are tempted from without. But not only are we tempted from without, We are drawn away or we're drawn to sin from within, aren't we? And when I talk about sin, folks, I'm not just talking about, you know, the lowest immorality. I'm also talking about pride and arrogancy and anger and unforgiveness and and some of these other temptations that we may have. We've got it coming from the outside. We've got it coming from our old nature on the inside. So how in the world are we supposed to live in this world and live life that are different not perfect lives we are who we are i mean we are uh, just you know we're just a bunch of sinners saved by grace we are uh, but god can work a miracle through our lives and the answer to how you can live a christian life is jesus christ it really is it is knowing him and the cool thing is You know, when you think about the cross and you think about the resurrection, I don't know what you think about, but folks, among some of the things that we think about tonight, I hope that we can begin to think about His death and His resurrection as the power for our living. Not just the answer for our salvation, but also the power daily to live for Him. And so, what we believe has a very definite connection to how you behave. Is that not right? Um, uh, you know, and that's, uh, man, I mean, I, I, I keep going away from the notes here, and uh, uh, I'm going to be here another year, you know, but, uh, but I'm just simply th- thinking about this, that w- you can believe the lies of the devil, or you can believe the truth, and the lies are easier to believe sometimes. One reason the lies are easy to believe is that there's some truth to lies. How many of you know, that, um, you know that, that lies without any truth in them whatsoever are pretty easy to dismiss? Most uh, lies that are effective have some truth involved in them. For instance, I've just, I just thought of this when talking about how, how you believe determines how you behave. Uh, how about this? How many of you believe that you're a conqueror in Christ? How many of you, let me back up, how many of you believe that you're more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ? Now, we all ought to believe that, but do we really believe it? Because the devil can come around, and somebody else can come around and say, dude, honestly, you're kind of a loser. You kind of come short, man. You kind of, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of blow this a lot. Number one, you mess it up. Number two, when you do get it right, then you're proud about it. And you want to brag uh, to somebody about what you've done and how hard you're working for Jesus. Uh, You know, it just gets you one way or the other. So it's easier for me to believe that I'm a hopeless loser than it is to believe I'm more than a conqueror. But the truth is I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. But which one I believe is going to help determine how I behave and live my life? Um, do, Do you believe that you're forgiven? Do you believe that you're accepted in the beloved? So if you're forgiven, if you're accepted, that's going to change the way you believe. Since I'm accepted, and since I'm uh, forgiven, and since I'm a beloved son, since he loves me with an everlasting love, guess what? I can go around, man, pretty happy in Jesus with some joy in my heart. Now, if I know me, I feel like God should probably reject me. Everybody ever feel rejected by God? You feel rejected by God because that's what you're believing. And then when we believe that we're rejected by God, when we believe that we're not accepted and we believe that we're rejected, when we believe that we're a loser rather than a winner, when we believe those things, it affects the way that we behave. It's no wonder that we, we go around, you know, just like our bottom lip dra- dragging the ground, you know, just like a front end loader, just a, a, a bulldozer, just dragging down in front. I mean, just always down. Why, why are we like that? Because our behavior reflects what we really believe. So it's one thing to say we believe something, but what we really believe will be translated into our lives. The challenge is is that we have to go beyond feelings and live by the facts. And the facts are, I am a conqueror, I am accepted, I am loved by God, I am a child of God. He knew everything about me when He saved me, and He saved me anyway. I mean, He's got a plan. Uh, The the, the facts are, He which hath begun a good work, and you will perform it to the day of redemption. Well, you don't know me, I've already blew that, really. Uh, Who's lying here? Who's lying? Because it's not God, okay? So I'm going to believe the truth, whether I feel like it or not. You know, I want to say, to God be the glory that one, one, of the, one of the hardest places to get, and I'll say this because we've got, we've got new converts in this church. Praise the Lord for that. We have new converts here. It may be good for some old converts too. But one of the early struggles that you'll go through in your Christian life is a time when you don't feel it anymore. See, at one time, and you might still be there, you come to church all the time, man, you just wanted to. It felt good. It felt good to be around your brothers and sisters. It felt, it felt good to read your Bible. It felt good to listen to good uh, gospel music. It felt good to read your Bible. And it's just like, well, this is wonderful. Uh, it felt good to pray. It felt good to live right. But then all of a sudden, you don't feel it anymore. And you don't feel like God's anywhere. And you fail somewhere along the way. And all of a sudden, you start thinking to yourself, well, man, I think I'm, I must, that, that was a good ride. You know, I think, I, 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 it, feel, it feels like God isn't really with me anymore. You know, I bet I messed up. I, well, we know we messed up. You know, right? We sin, we come short of the glory of God. I, I bet God must be done with me. And we do one of two things. Either we just keep trying to come to church and do what we're supposed to do and we're miserable about it, or there's other people that just get out and start heading, you know, slowly drifting back out in the world, but I can remember... Uh, Going through that time early on in my Christian life, and I felt like, I felt like, since God did seem 100 miles away, like literally, I, I can remember just like it was yesterday, sitting out on the railroad tracks, and I hate to admit it to you, I was walking to church, but I let my, I was, I was letting my life be dictated by my feelings, and I didn't feel like going to church. I felt like going to church when I felt good, but when I didn't feel good, I didn't really feel like going to church. By the way, what I figured out is when I felt like going to church the least is when I needed to go to church the most, but I was walking to church and I had to cross the railroad tracks to get over across the highway and over to church, but I stopped on those railroad tracks and just sat down and was praying, and literally, I remember just looking up into that beautiful starry night and looking at those stars so far away and just thinking, and I think I may have even said, God, where are you? Anybody ever felt like that? Where are you? And I I mean, it was such a struggle. And then I started figuring, well, where do you think he is, dummy? Look how sorry and low down you are. Look, you've sinned and you've had bad thoughts. Here you are, instead of going to church, you're sitting on the railroad tracks, dude. This is productive. Where do you think God is? He's left your sorry hide. That makes sense to me. I would leave my sorry hide if I was a, a thrice holy God. So I'm just starting to buy into that stuff. And, and, but, then I, but I didn't like that because I'm saved, and it's like I, I want to have the... And I'm like, God, did I do something? Lord, did I sin? Did, I mean, uh, I've confessed every sin I can think of that I've done. Still nothing. But I just kept reading by the grace of God, and I did keep going to church uh, most of the time, the majority of the time. Um, but but, but as, I, as I kept on reading, as I kept on praying, I just finally said, I came across the realization that number one, God don't play games with somebody. If He loved me enough to go to the cross for me, God doesn't play hide and seek with us and say, yep, you've sinned, but I'm not going to tell you what it is till you guess. That's not the way the Lord works. God went a long way to, re- to make to, to get a relationship with us. So what I realized is that I, and what I finally said is, Lord, if God if I've sinned, Lord, I'm going to trust you to show me, but until then, I'm just going to keep on trying to live like I'm forgiven. I'm going to try to keep living as if I'm not in sin. I remember when I was struggling with my salvation through the same type of stuff. Am I even really saved? I don't know if I'm really saved. And finally, you know what the point I got to? I'm just like, well, according to the Bible, I'm saved. I just went through what the Bible said. I didn't feel saved. Here's the point I'm trying to get through. The place God, God wants us to get through is He wants us to get to a point where we learn to live by faith and not by feelings. Because as great as those feelings are, I mean, it's great having, you know, uh, you know goose bumps and your hair standing up and thrill jumps and, and whatever else is going on, but that's not what really life is all about. And so God teaches you, and here was the coolest thing that I felt like I discovered in that whole process. Was I used to, God, when, when, when you first get saved as a young Christian, He, he lets you have those feelings to kind of help you believe and bring you along. But God finally gets you to a point where He says, you know what, wanna, I want to get you to the place to where you have faith. And you know what God will do sometimes? When you demonstrate faith, then the feeling will come. But you want to know the truth of the whole matter? I can't tell you the last time I, it's even crossed my mind whether or not I felt saved. I don't feel, I, I guess if you had to press me on it, I, I suppose I seldom feel saved. I, 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 but I don't think about that, because I am saved. And therefore, I do feel saved, if you know what I mean. But it, it's, it's not about, well, oh, do I feel saved today? I don't know. Do I feel right with God today? How's this thing feeling? You know, you, you lick your finger and put it up in the air? Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, no, I don't, that's not the way God wants us to live. He just wants us to live by faith. What does God's Word say? Yeah, but preacher, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, what does God's word say? Who's lying? Who's lying? What you believe determines how you behave. behave. And so, uh, man, I should probably stop right there, I suppose. I was waiting for Melanie to say amen. So I'll, I'll give you a thought or two here uh, from the actual outline that I never got to. But I'll just try to give you just, just, let's just read it and walk through these verses and we'll just dismiss. I'm not going to preach through my points tonight. But let's just quickly uh, look and preach as we read here. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. The very first thing he says there is that we have the power of the resurrection of Christ. The If, if, if you're saved, that means you are risen with Christ. You have the power of the resurrection in your life. <laughs> See, it's awesome. I mean, that, that's, kind of the, that's, that's, that's enough of the answer right there, but there's more to it. You and I share in the resurrection of the power, uh, power of God. In Ephesians chapter one, the Bible says the same Spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead lives in you and lives in me. So how do how am I supposed to live this Christian life? You ever get frustrated with that? I don't. I can't do this. But but I'm telling you, man. I, I've told you this before. I wish I could communicate this to you. I wish I could tell you how big of a mess I am. And that honestly. The only way that I've been able to live one day for Christ is because of the power of the Holy Spirit of God working in my life. It is not in my ability. It is in Him. I would hate to think where I'd be at today if it wasn't for the Lord. It's not about me. It's not about my willpower. It's not about uh, any giftedness. I love what the Bible says in uh, John 12, 9. There's a great story, in jo- there's a, one of my favorite stories in all the Bible in John 11 is when Jesus raised Lazarus from the grave. You remember that? Well, in John chapter 12, the Bible says, in ver- I believe it's along right around verse number 9, the Bible says that people came from all around not just to see Jesus, but they wanted to see Lazarus too. And it says that when they come and saw Lazarus, he had been resurrected. He had experienced resurrection power that many other people believed. See, our lives, the life of liberty, ought to demonstrate to a lost and a dying and a dead world, our lives ought to be a testimony of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. There ought to be some kind of difference in us to where somebody, somebody ought to say, somebody that we work with ought to go home and tell their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, man, you should see this guy at work. You should hear this crazy uh, doctor at work that's always talking about Jesus coming back and, uh, you know, and about what God, you ought to, uh, uh, that, that, the, the, the resurrection life witnesses. I got to see this. This is different. See, man. Uh, so, 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 part of it's the resurrection. Uh, part of it is setting your eyes. The Bible says, if you then be risen with Christ, uh, notice what it says there as it continues in verse number one. It says, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. The Bible says we need to learn to change our point of view. Uh, Pilgrim's Progress has a interesting story has many interesting stories in it by john bunyan but among these uh (laughs) you want to know why paul's there for a minute i shouldn't tell melanie says i shouldn't tell everything but because sometimes when i say john bunyan you know you know what i want to say dan i want to say paul but it's not paul it's john bunyan he was a baptist preacher i know y'all pray for me but john bunyan wrote the pilgrim's progress but one of the stories he shared was about a man, as Christian was on his journey, he ran across a man that was raking muck or mud. He was just down there in the muck and the mud looking for something, that some kind of treasure, something worthwhile in that muck. And he's just down there and he, he, he drags the rake through that mud and, and he turns it over and he's just spending his whole life looking through this muck, trying to find something of value. And the picture is people looking in this world trying to find something of value. And the whole time, there's an angel standing above this man who's that's offering him a crown of gold if he'll just turn and look. But he can't keep his eyes off this world, off the muck, and he's trying to find something in this junk when all the while there's a crown of gold being offered to this man. In the poem that uh, he shares there. It says, "Couldst thou in vision see the ma- the man God meant? Thou nevermore couldst be the man thou art content. So if you could get a vision of the man that God meant for you to be, and the life that God wants you to have, you could never more be content with where you are because God's got something greater for you. So as a child of God, we got to make sure that we learn to seek those things which are above." Young people, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I mean, the Bible says, "What's the Bible say in Proverbs uh, 3? Is that 5, 6, and 7 there? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Make sure your priorities are in order from the teens to the older ones of us, that we make sure that we seek Christ first. And he said, Well, preacher, you don't understand. I'm young. I got to put other things in, in, in first. No, put Christ first. And I'm telling you, other things will get in order. Keep your eyes in the right place. And so uh, set um, dead with Christ. Dead with Christ. What's that mean? It just simply means that he died for us, but it says we're dead with Christ in verse number three. Um, it's kind of a cool thing. I heard a, uh, I, I was reading through here and found a, a pretty cool thing. We are dead in Christ, and now we live in Christ. The idea about living in Christ and in Christ as our life, being our internal life, um, it means Christ means something to us. Somebody says we live what we're alive to. In other words, what gets you excited? You know, I mean, what is it that, that if you get on this, uh, you know, you talk to a young person and I found that about, about that and I, I love getting to know people. I love people. I really do. Uh, and, and I love getting to know people. And, you know, you, you get to talking to people, and you might talk to them about this, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. blah blah." But I love talking to them and finally find out what is that one thing that just, you know, it just, fl- it just uh, flicks the switch. I mean, the light comes on. Life. Oh, that's my life. See, as for the child of God, Jesus ought to be that for every one of us. And it's okay if there's some other things like that. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But, man, Jesus ought to be number one. That really, that, re, that we're really alive to. So, you know, what does the Bible say in, in Galatians chapter 6? The Bible says, uh, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Uh, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I believe that's chapter 3. Chapter 6 says, um, talks about the world being dead and, and, and uh, how that I'm alive to Christ and dead to the world. And the idea is, is now, have you ever just got things that just don't do it for you? As God's people, the things of the world, the, the mud and the muck of this world, that just ought not do it for us anymore. No thank you. Give me some of the things of God. Give me, uh, give me what God has for me. That's, that's what I want, okay? And it reminds me, I just thought, I heard a cool story about these two, these two wild girls, man. They were, uh, they were young Uh, you know, teen, college age, and they were just known, they were sisters, and they were known, uh, they they were kind of socialites but they they partied hard and crazy. Uh, I mean, just drinking, drugging, just, uh, they were just known to be wild. Until they got, so they were alive to this world until they got saved, and then all of a sudden they're alive to Christ and the things of God. Now that interests them. Uh, by the way, it's one of the reasons that people thought I went crazy. It's one of the reasons that my family thought I joined a cult is because I just went one day to being alive to uh, drugs and drinking and partying and acting crazy to all of a sudden I'm alive to Jesus and church and what happened to that dude. Uh, but but it's, it's what God will do in your life. But these girls, uh, so uh, they, they got an invitation to a party, you know, life of the party, these girls. They, they got a, a an RSVP. But they sent back the RSVP and they said with these words, we regret that we cannot attend because we recently died. (laughs) We regret that we cannot attend because we recently died. And what they were saying was, we're alive to Christ, but now we're dead to that scene. And ain't you glad that's what God, one of the ways we can live this life is that God is able to make those things dead to us. Now, our old nature wants to make them alive, but if we make Jesus, number one, and claim the promises of who we are in Christ, we can live on the basis and the power of His death and of His resurrection. So, um, liberty, living. What you believe determines how you you behave. And so, uh, well, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, Any questions, comments, concerns as we stand tonight? All You know what? I, when, while we were